Hello and welcome to this edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Um, follow my Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Uh, going into today, I didn't really know what to do too much since uh, there really isn't too many up- updates um, unless you want more injury updates, which is bad news. Now, Patrick Hornquist is out long term. Looks like it sounds like it's a knee injury from what I read. And then Zach Aston Reese might miss the game tomorrow because of an illness. So now the Penguins are just starting to get sick and getting injured, which is just absolutely ridiculous at this point. So um, with that said, I wanted to bring on um, one of my very best friends, a uh, longtime Penguins fan, uh, Cameron Easton. Uh, Cam, how you doing today, buddy? Pretty good. Glad to be on here. Yeah, it's great that I finally got you on here. You're glad that you have time. So um Cam, what is, what, are your, what is your assessment so far of the Penguins uh, through the, about, I think, the third of the season so far? You know, dealing with all the injuries, I'm kind of relieved to see they're kind of fighting through it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it, it's not a, a team that's giving up. Um, you know, it, having traded uh, Phil Kessel, you know, who was the, had the Ironman streak, you're kind of missing that lack of production in the lineup. But um, you're you're seeing these guys from Wilkesbury coming up and really um, making a name for themselves. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely they're definitely missing Phil Kessel in a lot of ways. I talked about um, in the last episode that of course he's coming back this Friday. Um, some of my favorite moments uh, that he had, and I guess yeah, definitely one of them right now is that he was healthy for every game, every season. He never missed a game, even though he went through um, a bunch of injuries. And yeah, you're right. Some of the kids that have come up from Wilkesbury have been just outstanding, including uh, Sam Lafferty. He's been a very pleasant surprise. I wouldn't be surprised if he is uh, pushing, making that case to be that 12th forward if the Penguins ever decide to get healthy here. You know, I'd love to have him in the bottom six. He he kind of fits that role of a perfect fourth liner. Um, you know, hey, maybe you'll find connection with Malkin or Crosby later down the line, but for right now, I think he, he fits that role. <clears throat> yeah, he's going to definitely stay in the lineup uh, until the Penguins get healthy, which I mean, I'm not really sure that they'll ever do. Uh, the Penguins have players... Uh, getting injured in practice, uh, just falling down. Patrick Hornquist the other day fell down in practice, got hurt. Uh, Brian Rust did the same thing. He's still day to day. So um, yeah, Cam, I, I just I can't wrap my head around all these injuries, and it, it looks like it's like 2013, 14 again with the, the lineup that they're icing right now. Oh, I know, and you know I got to give credit to players like Jared McCann and even Brandon Tanev who are really stepping up to the plate and uh, making the production for that kind of loss of players. You know, Tanev, I, I I had criticism of that signing, but, you know, maybe d- later down the line of that contract, it's it's not going to be good with the cap situation. But for right now, I think that was a great signing by Jim Rutherford. Yeah, he's, he's fit everything that they wanted out of him. He doesn't really score a lot, but he's the kind of player that, you know, he, he plays a really good defensive game. He, he kind of he kind of reminds me a lot of Carl Haglin in a way that he's really fast and he draws a lot of yeah. penalties. I uh, can play on the PK. I've been really impressed with him. And, yeah, Jared McCann has come out in a monster way this season, just putting up uh, great numbers. Uh, I think he's definitely going to be in line uh, this coming off season, where he's an RFA. He's going to get a lot of money, I would think. Yeah, he reminds me of um, Pascal Dupuy when they made that trade for Marion Hosa. He was kind of just the throw-in to that deal with the Bukestad trade. Nobody really thought about McCann, um, mm-hmm. but he really is stepping up to the plate, and it's – you know, I, I really loved seeing him uh, that last stretch of the, the regular season last season when he had that uh, monster game in Dallas. He just tore it up, and he's having those moments this season. 
So it's it's really great to see. Yeah, that um, that I remember. That, I think that was that shorthanded goal. Yeah, that spinorama. That was pretty nice yeah, to see. It yeah, it was insane. <laughs> yeah, um, he's kind of made uh, Bukestad expendable a little bit. I actually would not be surprised if Bukestad is uh, gone by the deadline. If the Peng- uh, like I said, if the Penguins ever get healthy. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of people really didn't think too much of him because um, everyone thought that Bukestad was going to be their third line center. But it looks like um, I've, I've just read a lot lately that they see McCann now as their long term third line center and. That's really that's re- that's really really good news. It kind of gives me a little bit of um, dare I say Jordan Stahl vi- uh, vibes out of it. No, for real, I, I I do agree with that, and it's it's interesting what we're gonna have to see these next uh, two months because Jim Rutherford likes to make his trades earlier before the trade deadline, so I think he's gonna evaluate the the roster he has right now, even with the injuries, and you know they're still being competitive, which is surprising with, you know, not having Crosby and all these players just dropping like flies. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what Jim Rutherford has up his sleeve. Yeah, I, 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 the more I, they keep playing like this and they stay in the hunt and the more they just have all these injuries, the more I think that – I think Jim is – he's going to go big game hunting this trade deadline to try to get another cut for uh, Crosby and Malkin. And um, I don't. I, I mean, I, I don't really wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they have it in them to do it. I just wouldn't be surprised if they try to inquire a little bit on um, Taylor Hall out of New Jersey because he really needs to get the hell out of there. You know, I, I have seen from other you know media outlets that Taylor Hall's name has been in the rumblings with the Penguins as well. But it's it's you know we're running out of assets and it's it's players of the caliber of you know. Bukestad, maybe even a you know Tristan Jari. Um, those are players you're gonna have to give up to get a player like Taylor Hall. And um, you know some fans might not like that, but that's that's kind of the price you have to pay. Yeah, and um, yeah, and especially because you know Ray Shiro knows the Penguins' uh, prospect system probably down to a T, um, mm-hmm. and he's done really well with his trades over the years. Um, I know he doesn't have the best team on the ice right now. Considering they fired uh, John Hines Day, they've just been a complete disaster. And um, I kind of, I kind of felt bad reading uh, Taylor Hall's comments last night. He just, he looks so defeated up there, and he just, he needs to go to a winning team. And of course, I get uh, texted while I'm doing this because I love when people like to hit me up while I'm recording my podcast. So that's <laughs> great. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I would love just him in the top six, him on the top line. Uh, it would, it would be pretty lethal. But like, I, like you said, it would probably require a first round pick. Top prospects, someone like maybe Poulin, P.O. Joseph, who they just got for the Phil Castle trade, and then at least another forward or two. That, and that's just my guess, at least. I think is going to want a massive haul. Yeah, personally, I, I really don't see Jim Rutherford actually pulling the trigger on Taylor Hall just based off of the prior trades that he's made. He's not giving up those first-rounders as of late, and it's yeah. he needs to develop that system of prospects again because when you trade for players like Phil Kessel, you know, that's – and you make other major moves, it's you're you're getting low on assets, and um, you know, you know Tristan Jari's name is the biggest out of them all that mm-hmm. we have right now. And with the goalie struggles as of late, um, you know, do you really want to do that? Maybe down the line, Matt Murray can have an injury. Um, you know, where does that put the Penguins at later in, in the season? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, if, if they don't really try to go after Taylor Hall, I think for I think their defense is definitely going to need up an upgrade, especially towards the end of the season. Uh, Justin Schultz is, I think, is definitely going to walk next off season. Uh, that's I think again I at agree. this point yeah. you can't you can't give him 
uh, six million per anything that he wants. Uh, that's just he's just he's not the player that he has been, and that's de- definitely concerning. I think they see a, a second pairing in the future of Pedersen and John Marino, who has just burst onto the scene. I think he's definitely made Schultz expendable to say the least. You know, Schultz held his own, and he really um, helped the Penguins when when they really needed it, and. You know, for only, I believe it was a third-round pick to Edmonton, you know, that that trade was just remarkable. And, you know, his production is kind of, uh, it, it has dropped a little bit. But when you look at the rest of the defense, it's, you, you kind of, you deal with that. Because there's the likes of Jack Johnson, you know, yeah. and you just kind of shake your head at Jack Johnson <laughs> sometimes. But, you know. Um, He's a great guy, though, Cam. He's a great guy. Oh, he's, he's, a great he's, guy. he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Um, but no, you know, you can't be with, with your cap struggles already. You can't be giving that money to, to Justin Schultz. You know, that's you need to be putting that money elsewhere. Yeah. 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 I definitely agree. So, um, guys, just remember, you know, treat yourself to the meal that you deserve. Have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash right now. You guys can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked on. Uh, if you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all the other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com/offers. So, Cam, um, I think another thing I wanted to ask you is, um, what's been? What do you think has been going on with Matt Murray this month? He started out the season so strong, nine twenty-three save percentage in the month of October. It was really carrying over his great play from December of uh, last year to April of this year. And then this month he just he's gone down a, a hill. He, now he's his save percentage is below 900. It was below well below 900 this month. He only had two games where he was above 920 in the month of November. Just three games total of above 900. I I, I, I don't know what's going on with him. You know, we had that small sample size at the beginning of his career where we were like, oh my god, this this guy is he's the next he's our next franchise goalie. And, you know, I think we were quick, quick to judge that. Um, he's still a remarkable goalie, but he has his, his streaks. He's a very streaky goalie, I've noticed, over the, his past few years as, as a Penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of criticism out there from Penguin fans and in media with his glove hand. And I really don't think that's a, a, a huge issue, but it's, it's one of those things that, that's been pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's been times, especially, you know, having the defense as, you know, there's been injuries with, you know, let's hang out and all that. And now Dumoulin, um, you, you're kind of leaving your goalie hanging back there. And he's, he can only do so much. Yeah. And I just, some of the, like, the goals that he's given up lately have not, have not been, they've just been kind of howlers, I'd say. And usually... He stops and I don't think he's hurt. He keeps coming to practice. Usually when he's hurt, he just he, – after these bad stretches, he just stops coming to practice. And then it's like, oh, yeah, he's day-to-day. He's week-to-week with an injury. But I just think, you know, he's, he's lost a little bit of his confidence. And going into a contract year where he's going to be a um, – stop texting me, please. Uh, he's going to be a UFA after this season. He's going to want – I mean, is it a U? I think he's an RFA actually. But he's still – He's going to be a free agent. You know, he's going to try to command what seven million per year. Um, I don't really, uh, I don't really see him getting that. To be honest, no, I don't. I I, I don't see the Peng- or the Penguins making that move, um, especially with the goalie prospects they have in the system. 
Um, you know, it, it, it's it's going to be very interesting uh, off season for the Penguins. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't personally give him seven. Uh, you'd be hard pressed to probably give him six right now. But I I do think he's going to turn around. I think he's too talented of a goalie to not turn around, in, in my opinion. But um, we'll see how this December goes for Murray. I think. You know, the best way I think to get his comments back is I don't think you'd start him against the Blues. Uh, the Coyotes, I still don't think you start him. I think you start him against the Red Wings on Saturday. They're one of the worst teams in the league. I talked about this yesterday on the episode. They're one of the worst teams, not just in the East, but in the league. Um, and you can't if you can't put up good numbers against them, I think there's uh, something seriously deeper with what's going on. I agree. But, um, you know, I think you need to go with a hot hand, and that hot hand right now is Tristan Jari. Um, you know... This this team this Penguins team is always a team that shows up in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be quick to judge on Murray because I, I do see this as just a a little down streak, cold streak for him right now. But um, if this is going to continue on into the second half of the season, um, it it really is going to be um, a worry, and especially with it being a contract year. Yeah, and it's it's fine to give Jari more shards. He's earned it. He's, he's I know it's a relatively very small sample, but he's been over nine fifteen, nine twenty. He's well over league average goaltending in his most of his starts um, so far this season. So yeah, just just keep riding Jari. I mean, eventually, his, you know, he may regress down a little bit, but then hopefully Matt Murray will be good enough to go back in and give you at least average to above average goaltending, especially last year when he was he finished top ten in the league save percentage, top three in save percentage. Uh, from December all the way till the rest of the season, but um, it, even with um, what's his name, uh, Casey DeSmith down yeah. in Wilkesbury, I mean, I think he's so underrated, and he's had some criticism, but just to be a backup that that's all that's all his role should be, and and he fits that role perfectly, and he went he he went above the line at Call of Duty, you know, um, last season when there was that injury to Murray, I believe. Yeah, he, he went in for that stretch, and yeah. he played and he played lights out. Yeah, him and him and Jari filled in pretty admirably. They gave the Penguins at least average goaltending, and they were able to just uh, salvage and bank some points out of it. And you know, the Penguins—they're going to need to get every point that they can right now, especially with all their injuries. Eventually, players are going to get healthy. I think Sidney Crosby—he's going to be back by Christmas. I mean, that's obviously going to help a big deal. They should, like you said, they're a second-half team. Usually, they don't heat up till around Christmas time. January, February, and then they hit their stride basically the rest of the way. But um, can I think another player I wanted to ask you about is um, just how good has John Marino been to you? Uh, what a what a steal he's been from Edmonton. Uh, I think he's going to be here for a very long time. Every time he like touches the puck, I just I get like, what did Edmonton miss in this kid? I just don't get it. It's been very remarkable, and it's like it goes to Jim Rutherford again. It's like he's finding these diamonds in the rough, and you know, like we said before with you know, just Justin Schultz contract being up. It's like, you'd rather give that money to a player like John Marino and you're going to pay cheaper for John Marino. And, you know, he's just, he is the, the type of defenseman that they've been lacking. And, um, especially with the injuries, that's, it's something they've needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. And he's the kind of player that I think that the Penguins need to target more often in trades, especially with their salary cap situation. I've talked about this so many times because obviously you have Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, Jake Ensel, Matt, potentially Matt Murray. You have the core players. Patrick Hong was locked up to these long-term deals. And 
um, to, to keep the, 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 the run going and to keep your window going, you got to ha- have these like cheap players like John Marino on your cap and not make too much money, but have these, but they're also really, really good players too. I know. And he's aver- he's, I think he's averaging 19 minutes per game mm-hmm. almost. And, um, that's just for a 22 year old. That's, that's really good. Yeah, I'd almost just put him on the top pairing without Brian Doolin, who's, of course, sidelined for two months after an ankle surgery. I'd almost just put him on the top pairing until then and just be like, you know what? Ride the win with Chris Letang, who's back healthy. But looks like... I, have- I agree. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, and Sullivan's always been very picky with his lines. But, you know, when you have all these injuries, it's kind of almost like, why not? And, you know, why not pair this guy with this guy? Just see what happens, because... Um, you know, that St. Louis game they played, it, it was, it was rough and, you know, maybe you just need a little spark, like putting Marino with Latang. that, that stuff like that is like, you know, what the Penguins kind of need, those spark, little sparks. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't, yeah, I mean, exactly. But you know what? It looks like they want to put Jack Johnson on the top here, which is going to go very poorly for about a game or two until hopefully Mike Sullivan sees it and puts him back on the bottom pairing, which, um, you know, he's not been, I mean, half bad, I guess, down there. But, I mean, that's not that's nothing worth talking about either, considering he's just uh, not good anyway. With him, it's not the fact that he's not a bad player. It's it's the fact that you're paying $4 million for a guy who's aging, slow, and, you know, you're, and he's not the bottom of the defensive bearings you know that money can be well suited somewhere else in the lineup and you know i will give credit to jack johnson for improving from last season but there's still parts of his game that are just lacking and it's kind of hurting the penguins yeah yeah well it proved a little bit but you know like, yeah like i said it's not like uh too too much to talk about on all right so um can with the um i guess i wanted to talk about this a little bit with you um Obviously, the Arizona Coyotes come back to uh, come to town for the first time and the only time uh, this season on Friday, which means um, Phil Kessel returns to uh, PBG Paints Arena for the first time since being traded for Alex Galchenyuk, uh, P.O. Joseph. Um, Cam, I know you were at that uh, Penguins uh, Rangers playoff series. Uh, Which game was it again? Game two, game five? It was game two, yep. And that was an an unbelievable, even though they lost that game, that was an unbelievable game. Uh, That was really a fun time. Yeah, I think that's got to be come down as one of your favorite Phil Kessel moments, right? Just that goal to uh, make it 1-0. Yeah, it was uh, Daly to Benito, back to Daly, and then it was to Phil Kessel, I believe. And it it was literally right in front of me. I had glass seats, and it was, um, you knew something special was going to happen that playoff uh, run. Um, And not just from that game, but just from prior games to that. And it was like... This team, this team is is legit. Yeah, no, absolutely, and um, yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on you know, like what do you what do you think your favorite Phil Kessel moments were as his time with the Penguin? I mean, it can be anything from, of course, the cops to him being funny, whatever. One underrated thing I think with Phil Kessel was that Tampa series. Um, I believe it was Game Six when they were in Tampa, and he had that clutch goal to tie the game. I don't know if you remember that, but that was mm-hmm. it was it, it, it was like oh my goodness this this trade was worth it you know what I mean up to that point we were like oh this is a great trade but it was like it was for the we made that trade for moments like that yeah um, I think it was and, after I think the goal was after that offside review from the I think it was, it was yeah the Druin. Druin yeah and then I think he 
I think it was actually he made it one nothing, and then the Penguins. Just That's right. Blew yeah, them, they blew them off the doors. Uh, that it's that amazing. Game. It was was it three years ago now, almost. That's like or a little over that, but it's like, you know, his time here was it was remarkable yeah, for yeah. just that that small sample size and um, nothing but respect for Phil Castle. Yeah, time flies. Um, I hope everyone that goes to the game. I said this on the episode yesterday. I hope everyone that goes. Um, when he gets his video tribute, and it's going to be a long one, I would think, considering how much he did here, um, just stand up, you know, give him his, give a big uh, standing ovation for him because um, I, he just, he did so much here, and man, he was just, what a treat to watch. That, that shot that he has, man, it's just, and there's not many players in the league that have that kind of shot. No, and um, I do want to touch on this. A player to watch that game, Alex Galchenyuk. You know, he's been quiet this whole season. He finally got his first goal as a Penguin, but I think he would like a little retribution against his former team. Yeah, I'm hoping so. That trade, right? He, that him, he's just looking. He just looks lost out there. It looks like every game, and I don't know what it is. It might be I don't know, just fitting in with Mike Sullivan's system. He he plays with Evgeny Malkin basically on a nightly basis, and he's been. Racking up assists, but he just he can't score. He, he looks lost, I think, out there a lot of times. And um, I, he's just I don't know what it's been with him. He's definitely been a weird player, I would say. I agree, and you know, you kind of saw that um, training with him and Malkin in the off season, and we're here we are thinking, oh my goodness, this this could be better than Phil Kessel. He's younger, you know, he's faster, um, you know, he has more upside possibly with the fact that he's younger. Um, it. it there was a lot of hype behind that, but there was also a lot of, so say, you know, sadness with Phil leaving. Um, I, again, another expiring contract that Penguins are going to have a big decision on. He could heat up in the final stretch, but who knows? Yeah, well, it's an easy decision right now that you probably uh, yeah. don't keep him. How hell, you could probably make a case that you could put him in a deal for an impact defenseman or a forward if you want to. You could try to see if a team would take a flyer on him. <laughs> But but I will say it, it's a little different than um, Derek Broussard and how that traded and how he played out in Pittsburgh. I, I'm seeing flashes from Alex Galchenyuk. You see him out there, and he has his presence. Unlike when Derek Broussard was with the Penguins, he was kind of Broussard was making those plays where you're just like, yeah, ah, really, you know. And but Galchenyuk is starting to, you know, it's it's early on in the season, but you know. Um, he needs to start shooting that puck more. Absolutely, yeah. And I'll always die on the hill that I thought the Broussard trade was good at the time. In theory, I'll still, I still always will think that it just, it just didn't work. He just, he did not fit what they wanted to do. And um, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I hope Galchenyuk turns around. He, he's been, he's been good, a good player throughout his career. And it's just, it's just not worked uh, so far, I guess. But um, Cam, uh, thank you so much for coming on this episode, man. Uh, this was definitely a lot of fun, and we definitely got to do this again uh, sometime. Yeah, I had a great time. Um, you know, definitely got to do this in the future. Um, mind if I give a quick shout-out real quick? Yes, sir, Cam. I just want to shout-out Regent University Hockey down here in Virginia Beach. Um, their season actually got canceled um, due to the lack of roster players. But um, there's a lot of remarkable people working behind the scenes um, trying to get that team together and get it going. Hockey in Virginia is, is slowly growing. And you're starting to see that um, across the country. So it's it's kind of good to see teams, you know, like the Washington Capitals, even though they're our rivals, they're helping the game of hockey grow in places like Virginia. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really, that's really good to say. Um, I'll probably have another episode tomorrow. It'll either be after the game or I'll just preview the game. I'll probably just be after the game. Um, we already talked about the Blues uh, um, on Monday and what they bring and how, just how good they are as the defending champs. So it'll probably be after the game. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll have another episode tomorrow.